Welcome to Action Chapel International. We are one church in many locations worldwide. We are so excited that you took the time to join us today to feed on God's word and to enrich your spirit. We know that your life will never be the same. Now please join us for this powerful message. servant can call the master of the house Abba only the biological children of the man of the house the master were permitted to call him by the title Abba and Paul says we have the Holy Spirit in us that enables us to call God Abba Father it tells you your status that he doesn't see you as a slave and a servant anymore and he will go to any extent to ensure that his relationship with you is what he wants it to be i urge you wherever you are from behind your mask you have a right to call him abba father you are a legitimate son and a daughter can you lift your holy hands all over this place just let it flow from your heart Father, Father, 
lift your voices wherever you are with your eyes closed and honor the Lord yeah go ahead love him somebody say hallelujah hallelujah it's good to be with you thank you for coming please put your hand together and give God praise thank you for coming amen amen all right I have to do this because it's difficult to be speaking uh, it, I keep pushing it up so I have to do this just because I'm speaking as soon as I'm through I put it on back amen um, so it's very important to understand that but you said yeah but hear me lift up your hands Father, we pray that the Holy Spirit will help us to be wise, calm in these times and help us to pass this test. In Jesus' name, Amen. Put your hands together and be seated. Um, I'm talking about the test of the times, the test of the times the test of the times we are going through difficult times um, I'm doing this because there's a lot of distance between me and you so you can see the distance so I'm good under the circumstances I've made a lot of um, inquiries and I've spoken to a lot of scientists and we're trying not to be confused by different different scientists because there are doctors who are specialists when it comes to um, the particular diseases and infections we are dealing with so you can be a doctor and if this is not your speciality please keep your 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 peace to yourself don't confuse us you know it's too much confusion some people say turn the mask to the right some people say turn it to the left some people say turn the inside some people say turn the outside and it's just too much so just let those who are special those who are have speciality on this particular issue guide us and the rest of you we know you are a doctor but you too you need to be educated you know so just leave us alone the test of the time and the reason why i'm dealing with this is because there is a lot of confusion and reaction when it comes to this COVID 19 virus and it is said that fear is a reaction but courage is a decision fear is a reaction but courage is a decision and there's a lot of reaction when it comes to this COVID-19 for instance some people say oh, we are not going to church we are not we are not going to have a church service why because oh the thing started from a church in uh, South Korea yes it did but at that time they weren't observing the protocols we have in place they weren't wearing their masks they weren't observing social distance washing their hands they were hugging it was like business as usual before this protocol came into place so you can't make decision based on that nor even what happened in the church in California 
because it didn't tell us whether they were observing the protocols or they weren't observing it so why are we reacting now the issue of the choir that got it they were wearing the shield but they were in the same place not observing all the protocols for four hours and that is how come nine people among them got it we can't base our decision on events here and events here and events there then we just get up and we make a decision we have to stop the reactions and these are the days to have faith in the scriptures like never before this COVID-19 is rarely exposing who we are you know I was just telling somebody that in the land of Egypt there were there were 10 plagues 10 plagues and the children of Israel had to deal with 10 plagues they had to believe God to protect them in Goshen against all the 10 plagues we are dealing with just one plague and look at the way we are acting look at the way we are acting we are acting like this is the end of the world we are acting that like we are finished just one plague how about if it is two three four five more plagues what are we going to do just think about it ten plagues in the land of Egypt and the Egyptians had to deal with it and the children of Israel had to believe God to protect them in the midst of the ten plagues we are dealing with only one plague and look at the fear and the unbelief the confession if the numbers rise up we say hey the numbers are rising you know, the numbers are rising you know. then some people say they are not even telling us the truth the numbers they are not rising they should go higher they should go higher and if it goes low too they say no 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 no. they are lying to us they are not telling us the truth it's more than the numbers they are telling us so what do you want turn to somebody I know there's a distance but say hey 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 what do you want what do you want you yeah what do you want when the numbers are high we are complaining when the numbers go low we are complaining and it's only one plague we are dealing with and look at the way we are acting like unbelievers a preacher called me the other day he said papa i must tell you the truth me i'm afraid though. i'm afraid pa, i don't i'm not going to church i'm not preaching i will use zoom keep using zoom the day zoom collapse on you and zoom say you can't use it for church again we will see what is all this craziness and madness test of the times job chapter 1 verse 9 to 11 job chapter 1 verse 9 to 11 then satan answered the lord and said doth job fear god for naught has not thou made an hedge about him and about his house and about all that he hath on every side thou hast blessed the work of his hands and his substance is increased in the land but put forth thine hand now and touch all that he hath and he will curse thee to thy face you see that was an accusation somebody say an accusation one of the reasons why we have to pray without ceasing and men ought to always to pray and not to think in the beginning when I was a young Christian I didn't understand why we must pray without ceasing and men ought to always to pray I didn't understand that I said God why if you are good God you have all the powers you can do anything why do I have to pray without season why why do I have to pray always and not to faint I didn't understand that but as I grew in understanding of the word and the scriptures and understood the rules of engagement I realized that there was no need of prayer in the garden of Eden 
But after the fall of man, when man ceded his dominion over the earth and the rulership of the earth to Satan through deception, through deception, and trying to be equal with God, even though we were, so it was deception. It just didn't make sense because we were already made in the image and likeness of God. It was then prayer became a daily necessity. Yeah. Because we had ceded the dominion mandate to govern this earth to an enemy who now opposes God's original plan and intent for humanity. And the only thing then that gives heaven authorization to step into the equation and enforce his original plan for humanity is men praying everywhere and that prayer becomes a statement of agreement with God that God Adam might have missed it but I still believe in your original plan and I'm inviting you through my prayers to carry out and execute your will and your original plan concerning humanity and earth so it is prayer that gives heaven authorization to act on the behalf of humanity irrespective of Adam's lease and the fact that Adam ceded the dominion mandate and honor the Lord yeah go ahead love him somebody say hallelujah hallelujah it's good to be with you thank you for coming please put your hand together and give God praise thank you for coming amen amen all right I have to do this because it's difficult to be speaking uh, it, I keep pushing it up so I have to do this just because I'm speaking as soon as I'm through I put it on back amen um, so it's very important to understand that but you said yeah but hear me lift up your hands father we pray that the Holy Spirit will help us to be wise calm in these times and help us to pass this test in Jesus name Amen put your hands together and be seated um, I'm talking about the test of the times the test of the times the test of the times we are going through difficult times um, I'm doing this because there's a lot of distance between me and you so you can see the distance so I'm good under the circumstances I've made a lot of um, inquiries and I've spoken to a lot of scientists and we try not to be confused by different different scientists because there are doctors who are specialists when it comes to um, the particular diseases and infections we are dealing with so you can be a doctor and if this is not your speciality please keep your 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 peace to yourself don't confuse us you know it's too much confusion some people say turn the mask to the right some people say turn it to the left 
some people say turn the inside some people say turn the outside and it's just too much so just let those who are special those who are have speciality on this particular issue guide us and the rest of you will know you are a doctor but you too you need to be educated you know so just leave us alone the test of the time and the reason why i'm dealing with this is because there is a lot of confusion and reaction when it comes to this COVID 19 virus and it is said that fear is a reaction but courage is a decision fear is a reaction but courage is a decision and there's a lot of reaction when it comes to this COVID 19. for instance some people say oh, we are not going to church we are not we're not going to have a church service why because oh the thing started from a church in uh, south korea yes it did but at that time they weren't observing the protocols we have in place they weren't wearing their masks they weren't observing social distance washing their hands they were hugging it was like business as usual before this protocol came into place so you can't make decision based on that nor even what happened in the church in california because it didn't tell us whether they were observing the protocols or they weren't observing it so why are we reacting now the issue of the choir that got it they were wearing the shield but they were in the same place not observing all the protocols for four hours and that is how come nine people among them got it we can't base our decision on events here and events here and events there then we just get up and we make a decision we have to stop the reactions and these are the days to have faith in the scriptures like never before this COVID-19 is rarely exposing who we are. You know, I was just telling somebody that in the land of Egypt, there were, there were 10 plagues, 10 plagues. And the children of Israel had to deal with 10 plagues. They had to believe God to protect them in Goshen against all the 10 plagues. We are dealing with just one plague. And look at the way we are acting. Look at the way we are acting. We are acting like this is the end of the world. We are acting that like we are finished. Just one plague. How about if it is two, three, four, five more plagues? What are we going to do? Just think about it. Ten plagues in the land of Egypt. And the Egyptians had to deal with it. And the children of Israel had to believe God to protect them in the midst of the ten plagues. We are dealing with only one plague. And look at the fear and the unbelief, the confession. If the numbers rise up, we say, hey, the numbers are rising, you know, the numbers are rising, you know. Then some people say, they are not even telling us the truth. The numbers, they are not rising. They should go higher. They should go higher. And if it goes low too, they say, no, 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 no. They are lying to us. They are not telling us the truth. It's more than the numbers they are telling us. So what do you want? Turn to somebody. I know there's a distance. But say, hey, 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 what do you want? What do you want? You. Yeah, what do you want? When the numbers are high, we are complaining. When the numbers go low, we are complaining. And it's only one plague we are dealing with. And look at the way we are acting like unbelievers. A preacher called me the other day. He said, Papa, I must tell you the truth. Me, I'm afraid. Oh. I'm afraid, Papa. I don't, I'm not going to church. I'm not preaching. I will use Zoom. 
keep using Zoom. The day Zoom collapse on you and Zoom say you can't use it for church again, we will see. What is all this craziness and madness? Test of the times. Job chapter 1, verse 9 to 11. Job chapter 1, verse 9 to 11. Then Satan answered the Lord and said, Doth Job fear God for naught? Hast not thou made an hedge about him and about his house and about all that he hath on every side? Thou hast blessed the work of his hands, and his substance is increased in the land. But put forth thine hand now and touch all that he hath, and he will curse thee to thy face. You see, that was an accusation. Somebody say an accusation. One of the reasons why we have to pray without ceasing and men ought to always to pray and not to think in the beginning when i was a young christian i didn't understand why we must pray without ceasing and men ought to always to pray i didn't understand that i said god why if you are good god you have all the powers you can do anything why do i have to pray without ceasing why why do i have to pray always and not to faint i didn't understand that but as i grew in understanding of the word and the scriptures and understood the rules of engagement I realized that there was no need of prayer in the garden of Eden but after the fall of man when man ceded his dominion over the earth and the rulership of the earth to Satan through deception through deception and trying to be equal with God even though we were so it was deception it just didn't make sense because we were already made in the image and likeness of God it was then prayer became a daily necessity yeah because we had ceded the dominion mandate to govern this earth to an enemy who now opposes god's original plan and to satan when we pray we come into agreement and alignment with god's original plan and intent for humanity so prayerlessness prevents or suspends god's plan for humanity and let me explain that to you and in this i'm going to say something very strong that earth governs heaven when it comes to setting matters of prayer earth governs heaven when it comes to setting matters of prayer and let me explain that to you the bible said whatsoever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven whatsoever you lose on earth shall be loose in heaven so as a logician it stands to reason that unless you bind and until you bind what needs to be bound in heaven on earth heaven cannot do anything about what you must bound it is your duty and responsibility to bind and until you lose what must be loose you see when you look at the donkey that was tied up God wanted that donkey to be loose. And God had a plan for the donkey to go into Jerusalem having Jesus riding upon it. And the children singing Hosanna, Hosanna, Hosanna to the son of David. But God's wish and desire to free the donkey and to use the donkey for the triumphant entry did not happen until Jesus sent his disciples to the village to loose the donkey and say, the Lord has need of you. 
Do you know how many people out there whom God has destined for greatness and God has need of them and they will never be loose from the captivity of sin or from the captivity of Satan until we lose them. Until we lose them, as much as God wants them to be loose, they cannot be loose until we lose them. So it means that earth has a part to play that if we don't bind and we don't lose, heaven cannot bind and heaven cannot lose. As powerful as God and heaven is, heaven is restricted and limited to the affairs of humanity and mankind or the affairs of earth until man acts. God is restricted and God is limited to what he can do for you and I until somebody prays and until you bind and until you lose, God can do nothing. And as much as God has a good plan for our life, his plan is suspended until prayer goes out because it is prayer that gives God authorization and it's a statement of agreement that God, I am in agreement with your will for humanity. When we pray, it's not about telling God to meet our needs and fulfill our desires. Prayer is not about your desire and my desire. It's about agreeing with God's plan for our life. It's about enforcing God's will. That's why Jesus, and when you pray, say, our Father which is in heaven. And he took us through, and one of the things he said is, thy kingdom come, thy will be done. So it is in the place of prayer that God's kingdom is manifested. It is in the place of prayer that the will of God is done. So prayerlessness suspends the will of God. It suspends God's will and kingdom from coming into full manifestation. But in prayer, there are dimensions of prayer. We have individual prayer and we have corporate prayer. And individual prayers cannot take the place of corporate prayer. And there is no substitute for corporate prayer. And the reason why I'm telling you this is because there's a deception and an argument the enemy has put out there. And this is not a matter of government or politicians or doctors. It's a lie and a deception of the enemy that he has put an argument there and believers can't see through it. Because believers say, well, you know, the thing started at South Korea and some people went to church and they infected people. They weren't following the protocol. Keep that in mind. The church in California, they didn't tell us whether they were following the protocol or they were not following the protocol. The choir, they were using the shield and not the mask. And they were there for four hours singing among themselves in a small geographical location. So why are we reacting? And why are we basing our decision on arguments that don't make sense? We can't be making decisions based on events, pockets of events that happen in different, different places of the world. Then we just conclude that, okay, this is what we're going to do. Let's use common sense. Common sense is not wisdom. Common sense is not faith. We are following all the protocol. Recently, I, was, I, was, I asked for tea, and when they brought the tea, I was wearing my mask, and I was going to drink the tea with my mask on my mouth. I go to the bathroom with my mask on. The other day, I was lying in bed, watching television with my mask on, and I was almost dozing off with my mask on. What am I saying? I'm saying that we are obeying the protocols, but notwithstanding all that, 
We must have faith in God. So don't tell me I should, I should put aside the word of God that these are not days to believe the Bible, that the Bible is some old book. Who told you? The Bible is still relevant today. And God is still the God of good times and the God of bad times. He's still the God of the mountain and the God of the valley. He's still the God of the night and the God of the day. He is. So don't tell me. Don't tell me, well, you know, you have to be very careful with all this scripture, scripture, scripture. Because the Bible was there and the Bible has been there and God allowed this thing to happen. God might have allowed it. But how about if it is a test, which it is, to see where we stand with God, to see whether we believe or we don't believe. And I'm not telling you don't obey the protocols. Obey the protocols. But after that, still have faith in God. Because COVID-19 is really exposing people who have faith in God and in the scriptures and those who don't just believe the scriptures. And if one plague and one pestilence can challenge our faith, compromise our faith in the scripture, where now we are being guided by even people who are confused. And we are no more led by the Holy Ghost. And we question the scriptures now. Then there is no hope for us. If the scriptures don't work, ladies and gentlemen, then there is no hope. Then let's stop all this faith in God and just decide that that is the end. But realize that it's only one pestilence and one plague we are dealing with. And look at the way we are behaving and misbehaving. We are afraid to go to the market, afraid to go to the hospital, afraid to go to the office, afraid to go to town, afraid to go to weddings, afraid to go to what do you call it, cemeteries, and go to uh, what do you call it, um, funerals, afraid to go to the mall, afraid to go everywhere, but we don't have faith to come to the house of God. These are the days to be violent when it comes to our faith in God. Too much confusion and fear all over. Social media has become the place where we derive our wisdom and common sense from. The Bible doesn't matter anymore. But let me say to you that it is written. Heaven and earth will pass away, but the word of God abided forever. And it is written, the grass withers and the flower faded, but the word of our God shall stand forever. If you believe it, put your hands together and give God some praise. Now, understand that Satan's number one priority is to accuse you and I before God day and night. That's why we need to pray and not to faint and we need to pray without ceasing. And when he went to God about Job, the first thing he did was to accuse Job to God and say, God, we have taken time to study Job carefully. And we have concluded that Job doesn't care about you or care about your business. Like so many Christians don't care about the church these days anymore. I'm waiting to see those who call and say, Papa, so how are we doing with the uh, electricity bill? And how are we doing with, with all the, the bills and things that we have to deal with? People don't call to find out all that. You don't even hear from them. Yeah. But these are the days where God is looking at our heart 
and our actions and our motives to determine whether we truly cared about him or his work or we were playing with him. If one plague can make us misbehave and confuse and panic like we are, then what will happen if another plague comes again? How about if it's two or three or four or five plagues? It's, not, it's just one plague we are dealing with. Oh. And look at how confused and how we are misbehaving and sinning with our mouth and our attitude. How about if the plague is double, what are we going to do? The test of the time. And then Job said, Satan said, God, if you give me permission to kill his children, destroy his business, he becomes bankrupt and he loses everything he has, I guarantee you, he will curse you to your face. So God, the devil is telling God, he's accusing you and I, that if this virus continues, if it keeps spreading, that a lot of Christians will backslide. And there's a possibility that some of you, you are backsliding when it comes to faith in God. Because the three Hebrew young men said, we know that our God is able to deliver and he will. And even if he doesn't deliver, we will still not compromise. Are you passing this test or you are failing the test? It is my belief that you pass the test. I said it is my belief that you pass the test. It's a good place to put your hands together. Some of you are not clapping because you don't believe you pass. Some of you, you even believe that you have already failed. Hello? But that is what we are dealing with. One plague, and look at us. And there were ten plagues, ten pestilence in Egypt. And the children of Israel had faith that God would protect them in Goshen. Do we have the faith that God will protect us? Do we still have faith that we can come to church? and not be infected and go back home as long as we are fulfilling all the protocols and believe in God that God can protect his own. I'm not saying that go out there and be foolish and not observe social distance, hugging people, kissing people publicly, join, I mean holding hands, not wearing your mask and all. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying after doing all that, do you still have faith that God can protect you when you come to his house? Because one of the reasons why we still need to gather in the house of God no matter what the numbers are, is because of corporate prayers. And I'll show you that corporate prayers is different from individual prayers. And the times we live in demands for corporate prayers because we are dealing with something stronger than you and I. If one shall put a thousand to flight and two shall put 10,000 to flight, can you imagine if 1,000 people gather and 10,000 people gather to pray, the amount of victory and onslaught we will do to the powers of darkness. Just imagine 10,000 people praying. Imagine 1,000 people praying. Imagine 500 people praying. Can you imagine the impact and the effect than where one person is praying? One person prayer cannot match the prayer of 1,000 people or 100 people or 500 people. And this thing we are dealing with is demonic. It's a pestilence. It's a plague. And we have to gather in prayer of, and fastings and command this. We, we have to command this thing, the spread of the COVID-19. We have to suspend the spread of it indefinitely.
on the account of the blood of Jesus, by the power of prayer, it is said that 50,000 Americans are going to be homeless this year. 50,000! And these were men and women who have their own homes and cars and families. How are they going to cope? 50,000! We are dealing with an enemy that doesn't care. He's an evil enemy. And he's, a, he's an unseen enemy. And as never before, the church has to be allowed to pray. We need corporate intercession. And let me sound it upon the mountains and the hills. Let me sound the alarm upon the valleys and upon the rooftop that we need corporate prayer to stop the spread of this virus. We need corporate intercession. We need corporate fasting to stop the spread of this virus like never before. Say yes. Satan accused Job that Job is only serving you for gain, for benefit. And God said, I don't agree with you. I don't accept the accusation. And Satan said, give me the permission. Let me remove all the defenses. Let me take away everything he has. And he will curse you to your face. Let's go ahead. Job 1 and 22. In all this, Job sinned not, nor charged God foolishly. He did not sin by his attitude, by his confessions. He did not sin by blaming and accusing God for what he was dealing with. And all this time, Job did not know that he was being tested, that it was a test of his faith in God. He didn't know it was a test. But he didn't act foolishly. If we are not careful, if we don't understand that this COVID-19 era is a time of test for all of us, we could end up sinning and misbehaving. I'm telling you. Let's go to Job 2, 4 and 5. And Satan answered the Lord and said, Skin for skin, yea, all that a man hath, he, will he give for his life. But put forth thine hand now, and touch its bone and his flesh, and he will curse thee to thy face. You see, Job wasn't, in, he wasn't satisfied. Satan wasn't satisfied. After he killed and destroyed all that Job had, lost his children, crops, his investment, cattle, everything. And Job ended up having nothing. Satan was still not satisfied. And look at what he was interested in. He said, God, give me another opportunity. Let me touch his bones. Let me afflict his flesh. Let me afflict him. His flesh. His bones. Let him feel pain. And he will curse you to your face. That was all that he was interested in. He was accusing Job that Job would curse God if he lost everything he had. And God said, I disagree with you, Satan. So go ahead. Touch his flesh, touch his bones, but don't touch his life. Job 2. Job chapter 2, verse 9 and 10. Then said his wife unto him, Does thou still remain still retain thy integrity curse God and die you see this is, this is the wife who, he tried everything and when it failed he said let me use the closest person to him and the only one who is still alive and hasn't died he has lost everything but his wife is still alive if I go through the wife and access the wife and speak through the vocal cords of the wife 
I can get him to curse God. Why is why was Satan so interested in Job cursing God? Why? And that is what he wants to happen to us. He wants us to go through pain and go through some situation so that we can betray God and begin to say things we shouldn't say, to doubt God, to discredit the word of God, undermine the integrity of God's word so that you and I will question God and question the wisdom of God and question the scriptures which we have leaned on, depended upon all these years and decades. And God has not failed us all these years. He has brought us through good times and bad times. Is it one plague that can take away our faith in God and cause us to misbehave and hold back our obedience and our love for God and our giving? Our love is being tested. Our relationship and our faith in God is being tested. Our giving is being tested. God is watching all of us. And this COVID-19 is showing me Christians who talk the talk and Christians who walk the walk. Go ahead. But he said unto her, thou speakest as one of the foolish women He speakers. said, you, 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 you are a foolish woman. So there are wise women and there are foolish women. God help you when you are in trouble. God help you when you are in trouble. May your wife be a wise woman, not a foolish woman. I, you didn't hear me. I said, may your wife and may your husband also. Because women can also go through what Job went through. And when you are going through your crisis, may you have a wise husband and not a foolish husband. May you have a wise wife and not a foolish wife. Because when Satan realized that the whole plan wasn't working and Job was still standing his ground, he now asks his wife and said, she's the only thing left that hasn't left him. Let me use her to get at him. And listen to what he said. Go ahead. So thou speakest as one of the foolish women speakest. What? Shall we receive good at the hand of God and shall we not receive evil in all this did not Job sin with his lips. He didn't sin with his lips. What are you saying in this difficult time? These are trying times. And one of the things I've learned to do, when I hear some difficult situations, and when I read all these things online, I just say to myself, Jesus is Lord. Somebody say, Jesus is Lord. He is still Lord. And Job was saying that God is the good of, God is the God of good times, and is the God of bad times or evil times. That is what he was saying. Yeah. That evil times don't change God. He said, I am the Lord. I change not. And if you ever forget anything I say in this sermon, don't forget the fact that in the land of Egypt, there were ten pestilence, ten plagues. And the children of Israel endured it. And God kept them and protected them. That same God is the God you and I serve. That same God can protect us. As we follow all the protocols, use the mask, social distance, wash our hands, do all the things we have to do. The other day we had a meeting with some pastors and men of God. And one of them said, hey, Archbishop, since we've been here, you've spread your chair, your hands and everything for 12 times. I didn't know they were counting. Yeah, I have my disinfectant with me. I carry it everywhere. 
Some of you will leave yours in the car. I carry mine everywhere. And they said, you've been spraying this thing 12 times since we sat here. You spray the chair. You spray your phone. You spray this. I wasn't even conscious of the fact that I spray. If I feel like I have to scratch something, I spray before I touch. Because I'm told that even money can transfer the virus. So we live in difficult times. And after doing all of this, I hear that uh, a husband wanted to make love to the wife. And the wife said, um, he has to go and do the test. And the husband said, but I did the test. I've done the test already. And he said, you have to do it again because you've been going to work. And then she said, I have also been going to the market. So I don't know whether I have it or you have it. Madness. Can you hear me? Adam, Adam, but Adam, Seke, Seke, and winner. Threatenings and intimidations. In the bedroom, everywhere. COVID-19. That is what he has brought to the world. Are you hearing me? It's a good place to laugh. Laughter is good like medicine. Yeah. You, you look too serious, so it's good to laugh. But realize that the wife didn't hear the conversation between Satan and God. The wife didn't hear it. But the wife said the same thing Satan has been telling God to do. Take away everything. Touch his flesh. Touch his bone. And he will curse you to your face. The wife said, are you still standing into your, uh, in your integrity? Are you still holding on to your integrity and your faith in God? Curse God and die. Curse God and what? Curse God and what? Yeah. The wife knew that as soon as he comes to that place, he loses his protection and immunity of his life. And he will die. But that word, curse God and die, came from Satan. And it was a conversation between Satan and God. And the wife was not privileged to it. She didn't have access to that information. But Satan accessed her to tell the husband the same thing Satan has been telling God. So Satan will use even people closer to us, friends and loved ones. He will use anything close to us, like he did in the Garden of Eden to Adam. He will use anything that is close to you and I. So these are the days that we have to be vigilant and sensitive and watchful and discerning than ever before. Say amen. amen. Job chapter 19 and verse 25. For I know that my Redeemer liveth, and that he shall stand at the latter day upon the earth. Amen. Job was confident and was persuaded of the outcome. Say, I am persuaded of the outcome that all of this that has happened to me will work together for my good because I love God and I'm called according to his purpose. Say, I am not an accident. I am not a mistake. I am here by divine design. I am here by divine appointment. I will not be incapacitated. I will not die prematurely. I will not be sick. I will not contact the virus of COVID-19. Neither will anybody around me contact COVID-19. In the name of Jesus, say I take divine immunity and I ensure my life and insulate my organ and the organs of my loved ones. I insulate my divine spirit, soul, and body and my immune system amen 
Do you realize that at all this time, Job was going through his crisis? He complained, even though he didn't sin. He was complaining about everything. There was one thing that he should have done that he didn't do. And as soon as he did that one thing, God turned his captivity and gave him twice as much as he had before. Job chapter 42 verse 10. Look at Job 42 10. And the Lord turned the captivity of Job when he prayed for when, his friends. When? He prayed for his when, friends. He prayed. Can you talk to me? When? He prayed. When was his captivity turned? When? He prayed. When? He prayed. When he prayed. And you know who he prayed for? He prayed for his accusers. Because these were the friends that were accusing him and said, Job, tell us what's going on. You can trust me. You know, your, your, your secret is safe with me. I have a problem when anybody says you can trust me. Your secret is safe with me. Immediately I'm suspicious of you. If you are trustworthy, why are you telling me I should trust you? Why don't you leave it to me to decide whether I can trust you or not? Why do you have to convince me to trust you? And I have a problem too when people open up and say, well, I'm going to open up and tell you my secret. You can tell me yours, but I won't tell you mine. Hello? Yeah, you go ahead and tell me yours. I will listen to your secret. I won't expose you, even if you offend I won't expose your secret. I know a lot of secrets about people who have offended me. And I'm not talking about it because that is not who I am. And I also understand the principles of scripture. That you don't go about revealing people's secrets because that is vengeance. It's revenge. And God said, vengeance is mine and I'll repay. And whenever you go out of your way to offend and hurt people because they hurt you when you have information on them, you've taken vengeance into your hands. And you, are, you will be in trouble with God. I'm telling you. God said, vengeance is mine. Leave it to me. Don't touch vengeance. Vengeance is my wife. Whenever you play with vengeance, you are playing with my wife. I will deal with you. So you can tell me your business. I'll listen, but I won't tell you mine. Also, the Lord gave Job twice as much as he had before. Amen. Excuse me. I have to scratch my face. I have to scratch. Yeah, I have to scratch. But I have to spray before I scratch. I'm sorry. It doesn't mean I don't have faith. I have faith. Uh -huh, I have faith. Uh -huh. But I'm taking certain precautions. But I'm not doing it out of fear. Because anything that is done without faith is sin. So I don't want to sin. Mm -hmm. As soon as he prayed for his accusers, so one of the things that deals with accusation, the antidote and the, and the vaccine to accusation is prayer. And prayer is an ongoing thing. We pray in good times and we pray in bad times. And we pray until something happens. And we don't pray according to time. We pray until something happens. And I'm talking about praying three, four times a day. A little there, a little bit there, a little bit there, a little bit there, ongoing. And you pray until burdens are lifted. Sometimes I carry a burden for days, for weeks, for months. And a burden sometimes comes in the form of grief or in the form of sorrow or sadness. And you think that, oh, why am I feeling grief? Why am I feeling sad? The Holy Spirit is giving you a burden to pray through. And until you pray through that burden, that burden will become frustration and depression eventually if you don't pray through it. And sometimes it takes hours. Sometimes it takes days, weeks, months. 
a little bit there, a little bit there, a little bit there. And as you keep praying, you keep praying, you keep praying, you keep lifting a prayer. Hey, Matula was Ilaku Tanda Lahasa, Milaya Kumbala Hadila Wunda Isan, Mianda Liki Wahan, Devalu Kami Atun, Vayadula Wahai Sikai, Deiki Tanda Kanda was Lehaki Van Divindu Kun, Vandiadun de Lei Kuahalisi Amatuns. Then you feel a little relief, but it's still there. Oh, siki my hand. Beita kanda waha. Ilayanda kumbali atua. Deayakua simba. You feel a little relief, but it's still there. Plead my cause, oh Lord, with them that strive with me. Plead my cause. Oh God, arise to my cause and defense and to the defense of those who are ahead. Alayaka wasai, loose them bound. Alumbakaya, cause deliverance for the captives. Liamatan, ah, imasuma wahasi, let the captives of the mighty be delivered. For even the lawful captives shall be delivered. We loose them that have been tied up and appointed to death. Let them be untied. Let them be loose and released. Let affliction come to an end. Let the buffeting come to an end. We declare the end of every buffeting. We declare the end of every affliction. In the name of Jesus, put your hands together. Shout yes. The affliction did not end until Job prayed for his friends who were accusing him and blaming him. It's difficult to be blamed when you are in the mix of trouble. You are in pain. And when you need comfort, you are people who have called friends. All they do is to come and blame you and accuse you for what you are going through. When you need love and you need comfort, study the scriptures, you see the things they said to their friend. At the time when he needed love and comfort, all he had was criticism, accusation, and he was blamed. Come with me to James 5, 13. Is any among you afflicted? Let him pray. The antidote and the vaccine to pain and affliction is prayer. Continuous prayer till it ends. And when we are in affliction or when we are afflicted or when we are in pain, we do everything but prayer. We put prayer aside. We want to make sense out of our affliction. You can never make sense out of your affliction, ladies and gentlemen. And that's why this is the Bible prescription to pain. Day, day, kimba, kimba, duvalahanda, mayanda, luka, bahandia. Lift up your hands and pray in the spirit for a second. Motalahas. Kidabahas. Be violent in your praying. Shadabaha. Lift up your hands, somebody. Pray in other tongues. Kadabosus. Lifakaha. Mayala kubalas. Wherever you are. Shikatulaha. Day to kamahand. Dibarahandu wahasa. Thank you, be seated. Thank you, be seated. Daniel chapter 3, verse 24 and 25. 
Then Nebuchadnezzar the king was astonished and arose up in haste and spake and said unto his counselors, Did not we cast three men bound into the midst of the fire? They answered and said unto the king, True, O king. He answered and said, Lo, I see four men loose walking in the midst of the fire, and they have no head, and the form of the fourth is like the Son of God. Who have no head? I said, who have no heads. We shall not be heard doing the error of COVID-19. In the name of Jesus, we will not die prematurely. But we shall be here when COVID-19 is gone. We will be here. We will be among the remnants. We will be among the survivors. We will be among those who will be counted among the living. We shall be among the living and not the dead. If you believe it, say yes. And hear me, God could have prevented the three Hebrew young men from the furnace of fire. God could have prevented it, but he didn't. He didn't. He allowed them to see whether they will stand the test or fail the test. These are the days of testing. Are you going to pass this test or are you going to fail it? Yeah. Remember what I said. There were 10 plagues in Egypt. And the children of Israel believed God and they were protected by the blood of the Lamb in Goshen. We are dealing with only one plague. And look at how confused and divided we are. How about if there's more plagues than COVID-19? What are you going to do? Are you going to divide the faith, deny the faith? Are you going to curse God like Satan wanted Job to do? Because you still have faith in God. God could have prevented the whole experience of the fire. He could have stopped them from entering into the fire. But he didn't. He allowed them to get in. And in the mix of it, the fourth man appeared. If need be, the fourth man will appear. I said, if need be, the fourth man will appear. We have to be violent in our faith and in, belief, in our belief. And as I keep saying, I keep saying, we either believe or we don't believe. There is no middle ground. It is what it is. Psalm 23, verse 4, he said, Yea, though I walk through, say, walk through, walk through, walk through. Tell somebody, walk through. Walk through, tell somebody, I know you are distant from somebody, but say, hey, hey, you over there, walk through, walk through, do this, say, walk through, hey, hey, you, walk through, walk through, walk through. We are told by scientists that this COVID-19 virus, we have to deal with it for the next two to three years. What are you going to do for the next two to three years? Are you going to stay in your house, stay in your bedroom, you don't come out, and you won't deal with anybody who goes out and comes in? You have to leave. You have to confront it because you can't conquer what you don't confront. So for the next two to three years, we have to walk through. Somebody say walk through. Say I'm going to walk through. Observing all the protocols. But I will walk through with, with courage. With courage. Yeah. Winston Churchill said fear is a reaction, but courage is a decision. And he said also the other day, he said success is not final and failure is not fatal. But it is the courage to continue that counts. Somebody say, I will continue. I will continue. I will continue to live. Say, I will continue to live. I will continue to live. Yeah. 
It is the courage to continue that counts. Amen? Come with me quickly. My time is up. Isaiah 43 and 2. When thou passest through the waters, I will be with thee. When you pass through, he didn't say, I will deliver you from the waters. And he didn't say water. He said waters. Plural. Waters. Many troubles. Many challenges. Crisis. He said, when you pass through, when you walk through, tell somebody, pass through, pass through. Walk through it. Go through it. He said, I'll be with you. I'll protect you when you are walking through and going through it. Even though I have power to deliver, I will not deliver you. You must go through it. He said, thou knowest the way that I go. And when you have tried me, I will come forth as gold. Gold is not gold until it is tested by fire. We have been tested. With one plague, not ten plagues. Are you going to pass it or fail? It's your decision. Go ahead. And through the rivers. Through the rivers. They shall not overflow thee. He said they shall not overflow. The rivers and the water shall not overflow thee. When thou walkest we through the fire. We declare that COVID-19 don't have the mandate to take our life. And we block any ill will. We curse ill will and evil projection. Those who are waiting to hear that we have infected, we've been infected by COVID-19 to make foolish of our faith and confidence. May it boomerang on their faces. Let it boomerang on their faces. Let their expectation boomerang. Let their expectation boomerang. Let their ill wills boomerang. Put your hands together and say boomerang, 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 boomerang. In the name of Jesus, let their expectation boomerang. Let their beliefs boomerang. In the name of Jesus, say amen. I decree a boomerang. Deku Samaha. Go ahead. When thou walkest through the fire, thou shalt not be burned. He said you shall not be burned. Fire. This COVID-19 era is fire. It's like going through fire. People are going through challenges. Nations. Governments. Presidents. Heads of states. People are dying around people all over the place. Yeah. All kinds of strange death all over. You go through the fire. I'll be there. It's a go through issue. It's a walking through issue. It's a going through issue. Still maintaining faith. Winston Churchill said, the sign of true success is moving from Failure to failure and still maintaining confidence. From failure to failure and still maintaining confidence is a sign of success. We are being tested. Let's look at corporate prayer. Acts chapter 4, verse 23 to 24. There is no substitute. You can't substitute corporate prayer for individual prayers. It doesn't work. Go ahead. And being let go, they went to their own company. They went to where? Their own company. And this was Peter and John. They healed the cripple at the beautiful gate. A man born crippled from his mother's womb. They healed him at the gate called beautiful. They were powerful. They were anointed. They were gifted. And yet, they needed corporate prayer. They needed the brethren. That's why it's not enough to pray on your own on Zoom and at home and on social media. 
And as I've said, you don't have to register online to come pray. You can register at the gates when you come in here, wash your hand, go through the machine and everything. You can register when you come in here. And if the hundred is full here, there are halls, the university teaching, uh, what, what do you call it, uh, the halls. The tent takes 4,000. There is room all over. And it's everywhere it's packed, everywhere it's full. Come out of your car, walk on the compound. Enjoy the fresh air. There are speakers everywhere. Pray. Join the corporate prayer. And stop this individual, individual, individual thing as a result of fear. Anything done without fear, without faith, is sin. Go ahead. And they reported all that the chief priests and elders have said unto them. And when they had, when they heard that, uh -huh. they lifted up their voice when, to God. When they, when they, 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 go ahead. They lifted their voice to God with one accord with and one said. With one accord, with one accord, with one accord. Corporate praying with one accord. Go ahead. Lord, thou art God, which has made heaven and earth, mm -hmm. and the sea and all that in them is. Uh -huh. Verse 29. Now, Lord, behold your threatenings, and uh -huh. grant unto thy servants that with all boldness they may speak thy word. We need boldness. He said, behold your threatenings. There's too much threatenings, too much intimidation, too much fear. And we need win another when the number rises, he says, hey, they are lying to us. When the number goes down, it's not true. What do you want? Why have we been programmed to believe lies? Why have we been programmed to be so negative and pessimist? He said that the pessimist sees danger in every opportunity, but an optimist sees opportunity in every danger. What are you? A pessimist or an optimist? When Peter was in prison, it wasn't individuals that prayed. The Bible said, the church prayed in Acts chapter 12, without ceasing. Who prayed? Corporate prayer. The church prayed without ceasing. And the Bible said they fellowship, they fellowship, corporate fellowship, house to house. In one accord, on the day of Pentecost, 120 people gathered at the upper room, fasted and prayed. And the Holy Ghost came down. We need corporate praying in these times like never before. These are not the days of individual prayers. Thank God for individual devotions and prayers. But we need a corporate praying. And I'm declaring a fast that until further notice, we will fast a week and we will eat the following week. And then the next week we'll fast. And I'll tell you why. Some of the things we are dealing with, they are demonic. It doesn't make sense. And Jesus said, this kind goeth not out except by fasting and prayer. This kind goeth not out except by fasting and prayer. And praying Monday to Friday is not going to kill you. Some of you have too much food in your system anyway. So you have to drink water and flush it out. So from tomorrow, Monday to Friday, we'll fast. Prayer goes on here, 5.30, 12 noon, 7 p.m. Each day, three times a day. Make yourself available for corporate prayer. Join the brethren. Pray with the brethren. These are days that we need one another. If it is one shall put a thousand to fly, two shall put ten thousand. Can you imagine what happens when hundred, when 
200, 400, 500, 1,000, 2,000, 10,000 come together in one accord, lifting prayer to stop the spread of this COVID-19 and to reverse and override all the effect, the negative effect that it has brought to our world and to humanity. And pray for the healing of nations and the healing of families and direction for the scientists and for politicians and those in authority. These are the days to override evil through pray, corporate prayers. These are the days to come together and lift up prayer. I remember when we... We know that you were blessed by that message and we look forward to sharing God's word with you once again. For more information on this and many other Action Chapel International products and messages, you may visit our Dominion Bookshop located on the premises of Action Chapel, Spintex Road. Or you may call our offices on 030-701-1851. Or you may also visit us online at www.actionchapel.net. Once again, thank you for joining us today. And may your life continue to be changed in God's presence. We know that you were blessed by that message. And we look forward to sharing God's word with you once again. For more information on this and many other Action Chapel International products and messages, you may visit our Dominion Bookshop located on the premises of Action Chapel, Spintex Road. Or you may call our offices on 030-701-1851. Or you may also visit us online at www.actionchapel.net. Once again, thank you for joining us today. And may your life continue to be changed in God's presence.